Anyway, that's why they call me Pete the Peanut, the Peanut Prince. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podside. I'm your host, I'm Peter Peanut, I guess, this week. I'm joined by Laura. Hello, Laura. How are you today? I'm good. I'm trying to work out whether you intentionally called this pod toy to some kind of like in joke or whether you just, you know, yeah. got into old rhythms for a second there. I was you thinking the same know. thing. I was like, is he joking or was that a slip? It, you it, just don't know. It is Podtoid now, I guess. Everyone, you wanted it back. Here it is. Hello, we're on Podtoid. You alright? You alright? How are you? <laughs> I, I am I am good. I I am very tired. It's been a long it's been a good week, but it's been a long week. How okay, are you doing? Well, well I'm alright. I've had this idea. Now, Gav, hello Gavin. Hello. Hello, I'll need you for this as well, right? Hear me out, yeah. okay? Listen yeah. to this, right? We all go to Boston. Okay, I got a friend. I got a friend there. Lives there. He's called Jonathan. His name's just Jonathan. Just right? Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. We visit him in the night like three ghosts. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to kick in his door. Uh, I know he rents, but we're gonna have to break that in. I'm thinking one of those handheld battering rams, like what police have on them shows. We smash that in. Sheets on our head. Um, what else should we have? Lit matches, so spooky lightning. Can, can uh, I just gasoline, say, like, because uh, that's the scariest fossil fuel. Yeah, ha- having having like sheets over you and like something that is on fire in the current political climate may not be a smart idea. You're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, what we're gonna do then is we're gonna have to cover ourselves in ectoplasmic slime. Now you're not gonna like the next piece of this idea. Is- is but the ecto- hear me out. Is the es- as opposed is- to the ectoplasmic slime. Can I just slime, ask, is the ectoplasmic slime? Like, yeah. Is the ectoplasmic slime your jizz? Not my jizz. <laughs> Here's something I want to know. Can slimer be used as lubricant? Absolutely. Like, say I'm- if, like, um, Winston and Peter want to get down and dirty after a hard day's work, can they use slimer as lube? Well, if we, if we take the real Ghostbusters as canon, consenting, which I absolutely of course, do, of course, if, of course, as long as Slimer is consenting. Look at Slimer. You tell me he's not up for fucking anything. Yeah. Uh, it would be harder to find the things Slimer's not into. But if we yeah. take the real Ghostbusters cartoon as canon, which I absolutely do, then the last bit of it where they're doing the parade in the end credits. Um, I distinctly remember Slimer sliming on the ground and it slipping and sliding and making Peter Venkman and all the other wacky Ghostbusters characters fall over. So I am willing to bet that is luby as fuck See, and so you what, can absolutely use it. So what you're saying is Slimer as lube is, is canonical. We have canon evidence that he would be effective lube. I would say that Slimer lube is Ghostbusters canon. Yeah, Slimer okay. lube is canon. I mean... We could just skip the whole like like middle ground here, and just stick ourselves in Slimer. You could like we we should like make a market. We should like bottle it and sell it. We could call it Erectoplasm. I tell you what, we should do. We should sell Slimer as a flashlight. I see. I'm picturing just like rather than like using Slimer to get the, the you know the the lube. You just stick Slimer in between the two people who are fucking because, like, then they'll fuck through Slimer and they'll just lube themselves naturally in the process. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Slimer, Slimer, the Slimer flashlight is something I'm going to be marketing at the next uh, Adult Entertainment Expo. I'm sure it's something. It's called something like that, um, or just porn 
show. I'll go there and I'll be like, look, right, I've got a ghost. Now, you're probably thinking that's incredible enough, but wait till you stick your dick in it. (laughs) And again, this is fine because it's Slimer and Slimer's like, yeah, just wait till you stick your dick in me. Yeah, let's make sure Slimer got tested before we do this, though. Can I just say, I love the, like, the way today's show has gone, in that we got everyone introduced in about 45 seconds, and it's like, oh, okay, we got everyone introduced, now it's time for the, sl- for the ghost fucking. That's what we do here at the yeah. Dismal Jesters. Uh, this this is what we do we, we, at... We mentioned video games in, in under five minutes? Holy no, shit. we don't mention video games on Fist Sharp Marketing. No, I don't know what a video game is, even. What are we doing? Video games. We sometimes Pod-toid. talk about them. Podtoid. <laughs> right. All right. Well, one of these... I, I, I'm assuming we're doing some sort of um, podcast. We're doing some kind of podcast where we occasionally I, talk about video I... games, maybe. Right. Oh, oh, right. Is this the one where I'm not giving someone my VR headset? Yeah, this is the one where you're not giving someone your VR headset. Yeah, okay. this is this is Jim's not giving anyone his VR headset, no matter how much they ask. All right, that's Ian, the, you know that's the name of the headset. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of this show. Jim will right? give you a head, but he won't give you his headset. Hey, that's a good one, that, and it's true. I will. I'm basically the Slimer of people. Particularly if you're Slimer, because Slimer is pretty much just a head with arms. I don't know if I could go down there. I'd, I'd stick my dick in Slimer. I don't know if I'd. If I'd, like, so, go for a nosh. What you're saying here is you wouldn't reciprocate with Slimer. You'd let Slimer go down on you, but you wouldn't reciprocate? That's... Mm, that's no, that's no, no, not no, no. That's sporting. No, you couldn't I'm have Slimer about... go down on you. Have you seen those teeth? Exactly. Like, I'm just talking about dick in, dick out action, right? Slimer can fuck me. I can fuck Slimer. His mouth ain't going on my junk. My mouth ain't going on its spherical surface. I mean, literally, the first picture of uh, Slimer that comes up when you Google him is just like, no, that, yeah, I that make, should never, ever give a BJ. I want to make this like I want to make this statement clear cut now because I think this is what this podcast, which um, my my producer tells me is Podquisition. Is it, uh, like, Podquisition? I, I don't know. That, Apparently, that sounds that's fake what this to one me. is. Sounds fake to me. But I want to. I think this is what the podcast has been building to: is for me to just like lay the groundwork here for what I consider my moral, my ethical, my political platform. Is I will not give Slimer a blowjob. Hey, Slimer, Slimer. Does he even have a dick? Slimer, ignore Jim. I will find where in all of those folds of ghost fat your dick is, and I, I will suck your dick, Slimer. There you go. You're more than welcome to give Slimer a blowy. I'm just saying, I will not suck upon Slimer. Slimer will not suck upon me. Well, but you, you say this when if we just want to bang. That's no. fine. When there's a no, nice post-coital selfie with me and Slimer, you'll be the one that's jealous. That's like, oh no, I could have had the cool social media selfie in bed with Slimer. Had I just been willing to go that, down on Slimer. It's good to know you fancy Slimer, despite, you yeah. know, not everyone would fancy someone who looks like someone left Steve Bannon out in the sun for too long. You know, you, 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 you know, you got to see the beauty in everything. And, and you know, yeah. there's there's a beautiful beauty to Slimer, sure. Yeah. I gave the marshmallow man a tug job. Oh, wait, no, that was just me. I, I was just wanking. So that's why you were twenty minutes late. Twenty-five yeah. minutes late. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started, so I'd finished. 
So video games, huh? Do video want, games. Do we want to talk about some of them? I think we can. I think I think if you're both up for it, I think I think if we if we feel like it, we should just go for it. Oh, yeah, you know? I can talk just about. Do it. I, can I talk think about we've established after this conversation, there's not much we're not up for. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I think we could talk about anything. So why not spoil ourselves and go just go hell for leather with video game I, chat? I'm gonna. How long? How long can we talk about talking about video games without talking about? video games. It's fine. I'll get us to the video games. I will give you a binary choice. Would you like some news or some talking about games we played first? Where do we want to go? Talking about uh, games we played first. Woo! Yeah, go on. Does anyone have a game they would like to start with? We start with the Destiny Endgame because we, we played a bunch of We get Destiny out of the way? Yeah. Yeah, we get it yeah. out of the way quickly because I, I need a new headset already. Did you say you need or you got? I need... I bought one this weekend. Yeah. Official PlayStation logo on it. I think, yeah. well, that's good, isn't it? Doesn't fucking work. I was having yeah. to, like, pull the little cord to hear people's voices every time. Otherwise, I'd plug it in to talk, then pull it out again to hear their response on the TV. <laughs> Useless. So I need yeah. to go, I, like, pop I it I tried the doing the nightfall. I tried doing the nightfall with Jim and he didn't have a headset. That didn't go so well, did it? It didn't go so well. It didn't go so well. And do it now. Um, mm. Actually, the other day, uh, the other people didn't have headsets and my one had bust. And but the new nightfall is hard as it. balls. Yeah, the, the drills Those aren't fun. fucking snipers. Ugh. The whole thing, it, it's not... I didn't find it all that fun, a nightfall, to be honest. But yeah. I feel like now it's the only thing I can play because yeah. no one is up for raising. Because oh, no one uh, is, is, I can get you some people to raid with. All right, I might do that then. Because yeah. I'm in that, I'm in that position now where I kind, I'm kind of bored, and and I still think it was a great game, and the amount of hours I've had in it absolutely mm. worth dropping at least the sixty for it. You know, great yeah. fucking game, but I've reached that point. You know, two, I'm at like two sixty nine power, hovering on yeah. two seventy, and the grinding is just. It's yeah. A, a lot of the activities I used to like to do now don't have any rewards for me, so I can't. Yeah. I don't like. I'm wasting my time, and it seems the only I, way now is is nightfall and raid, nightfall and raid. Yeah. And now I'm in that loop where I'm like, okay, the f- I loved everything, but I'm not angrily, more just. Because again, like I feel like I, you know, I bought this. I didn't get a review copy. I feel like I've more than got my my money's worth from the core experience. But now I'm at the mm. point where I'm very calmly thinking, I, I believe I'm done now. I because I feel just can't keep up exactly with the exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when as soon as I hit two six five and the gr- the real grind started, I was like, whoa, this is this is not as fun as it was. Yeah, and. Um, it it would be really nice if you could just keep doing that grind through like the the solo missions, but they seem to have very specific ways they want you to get powerful gear now, like Crucible. Fuck and fuck Crucible. Yeah. I mean, they are. I hate the, it. I can't stand it. <laughs> the game gets to a point, and I don't mind Crucible, but I don't want to. Like, I'm just railroaded into three activities now, and yeah. there were so many beforehand. And I, yeah. I wouldn't even care if the grind was just very, very long to get yeah. better gear now, do, doing public events, doing patrols, doing adventures, what have you. I wouldn't yeah. care if it, if the, the legendaries and exotics of value to me now were few and far between, but they're not there at all now. And, 
Unless you, know, you do a heroic public event and get very lucky with an exotic. You know what sucks the most about that for me is that because you hit level 20 so quickly, uh, there is, once you hit your 265 power, there's no incentive to go and do all the fun missions and stuff in the game that you haven't seen. Like all the side missions are actually cool and they have little stories in them. But given the nature of the game you're playing, after a while you're like, I'm not earning anything from these. Yeah, you know? it just it feels like a mistake to mm. railroad players to the point where Nightfall and Crucible and Raids are now the... You know, once they hit a certain level, that's the only yeah. way to feel like you're progressing uh, yeah. at any sort of clip. And the Nightfall it, being timed is just really... I fucking... De- take, Bungie, yeah. please, for the love of God, take out the timer. There's nothing. There's nothing that like turns me off playing a game more than being timed. It's okay for the public events because they're so short. But when you've been pouring in like twenty minutes or whatever, and you just miss the 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 killing the boss by six seconds, I just it's fucking ugh, it's maddening. <laughs> yeah, I've done the new Nightfall enough times now where you know if if I'm with other people who are who have also done it a couple, we you know we breeze through it, but. Yeah. The initial goes on it are just... It's like bashing your head against a wall. And that's that's when it reminds me of old Destiny. And that's... I don't like being reminded of old Destiny because so much of Destiny 2 is fucking great. But then there are parts of the endgame now where I'm like, ugh. Doesn't this all give a lot of weight to the idea of... uh, For a game like this some of the reviews that come out when people just play like the campaign and stuff may not be giving a full picture of of the game because we when i like we've both said it when we hit the certain a certain cap the game's kind of lost a lot of the fun that's true but mm. by that point i'd played more than a game's worth of game yeah, that's true. why I, that's why i yeah. still feel that and, you know because people are like that with me they're like oh well how could you review it if you haven't done all this and this you know how you haven't seen all the updates that are coming i'm like because i already feel that what was sold to me is is worth this it's much worth while, yeah and um, that's my take on it like that's why i'm not pissed off about the end game of destiny i'm not pissed yeah. off i'm just kind of oh that's a shame now i don't feel like i i care i, I care to keep going um, and I'm just a little bit, well, it, it's sort of a so long thanks for all the fish situation. I'd like to keep playing it, yeah. but I just, I'm no longer incentivized because Bungie's idea of incentive is not my idea. So yeah. so it's just kind of, oh, I kind of feel it's a little same, shrug yeah. and, oh, okay, well, I'll find something else to play now. But thank you. Thank you for the time. And the other thing I worry about is because it's now such a tedium to, to get new things happening in my inventory. And again, as I mentioned on Jimquisition this week, like my addictive personality being what it is, my susceptibility to things like microtransactions, that's when I'm wandering around in the, 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 the traveller with nothing to do, looking over at Eververse thinking... There's something to do over... There, there's a slight adrenaline rush. There's some slight positive reinforcement I could get if I walked over there and bought some silver. Yeah. But, you know, I, luckily, all I ever do is go over there and do that vomit emote. But, <laughs> um, no gold no gold shaders. I yeah. tried the raid. Um, I tried uh, it with me and one other person. <laughs> How did that go, two people doing the raid? I bet you beat it very quickly. We we managed to get I think I think my record was managing to grab like maybe 
grab and plant two standards. You might need slightly oh, yeah. more than two people, I would I guess. I might need a couple more folks. I might need yeah. a couple more Add folks. Add in a third person, I, I, I bet you'll be fine. I, I went was... in on my own. I was that bored by that point. I was that like, God, no one wants to play this fucking thing. I went in on my own and then someone else joined in and we, we bashed at it for ages and then both of us were like, eh, we tried. Yeah, so I tried it. I was lucky enough to have uh, My Name is Biff who is a Destiny YouTuber and his clan helped me through it and uh, we didn't get it all finished but it was a lot of fun and you definitely need the six people. Even the mechanics of certain parts of the raid require that many people to to get it finished. You gotcha. Know? Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's, it's a shame. Like I get, I get they want everyone to have mics and know each other and all this kind of stuff but yeah. I don't know, like people talk about the importance of microphones in Destiny and that but I'm not too sure. No, I'm... Okay, well, not in general, but on the raid, there's no way you're getting that done without microphones. It's just you need the... Because you didn't see how it goes later with the puzzles and stuff. I wanna! I'm trying! (laughs) You have to time things simultaneously and call things out and... I mean, it's great. It's a lot of fun if you have a group who knows what you're doing, but I certainly would not have the patience to do... You know, people say you have to raid blind... There's no way I'd have the patience to do that because I I played the raid with people who've done it like a bunch of times and I was still finding myself getting frustrated with how long it was taking at times. I mean, that's the another issue. It's like I don't I don't want to feel like the only way I can get some more loot now that's worth a shit is is to play something very frustrating a lot. It's it's a shame. I mean, the what I saw of the raid visually fucking gorgeous. I love oh, yeah, the, the design yeah. and the, the the new armor look they gave to the, the enemies in it and everything, but yeah. god damn, like, can there not be... I, I guess Bungie just insists that this is a multiplayer game, like, fully immersed in that fire team thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's me- fine, but for someone like me, like, I, I, I set up a clan. I set up my own clan and publicized it, the Boglins. I got... Yeah. I, it filled overnight, and there's still people like no one can make their schedules line up. Um, not everyone's at the right level. Like it's just so fucking hard. It's so yeah. hard to get six people together for shit like that. It can be tough enough to get three for a nightfall sometimes, and to hinge your game on that. It's no fucking wonder. Less than I think it was less or around about fifty percent of the people who ever bought Destiny even touched the raid. It's no oh, fucking wonder. Was it that wonder. much? I'm surprised it was that much, to be honest. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it is yeah. high, but either way, like, the fact that half your people aren't playing what some people call the real game, like, yeah. I'm not uh, surprised. I, I, yeah, it, it, it's definitely very it, different to the main content. I'll give it that, but I, w- I don't know about the real Destiny, because... Like, it's certainly not it's what I've ver- ever... It's different, you know. Yeah, it's certainly um, not what I want to play Destiny for. I'll, gi- like, I'll give you so- an example of why I th- think the raid was frustrating. And this again has to do with rewards. So we did two, There, I don't know how many, I think there's five, say, levels, you know, and uh, five or six, whatever. And we did the first two and it took us maybe three, three hours or so, because uh, they're hard, you know, and you need all the communication and stuff. And we died a lot of times. We wiped a lot of times. And, um, then you get these things called keys, which is your reward. And you have to go down then into this labyrinth, find your way through this huge, huge maze of corridors and shit until you're in the area that your key unlocks. 
before you can use it, you then have to do a forced stealth section where you all have to shoot these little robots at the exact same time. And if, if they spot you, you have to go out and start again. Then you can open your door with your key you got for your three hours work. And I got a legendary engram for mine. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> so what? even then, even, even yeah. then, it's not like that's again, it, it that's that's why I didn't put much stock in people saying, oh, you've got to play more of the end game before you talk about yeah. it. Because I'm like, no, I, I know where my fun in this game is. And it's lots of fun. But yeah. it gets to a point where it, I'm not I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm not going through Pan's fucking labyrinth for a purple fucking item. Yeah. Yep. I just well, why can't why can't they just have like have your raids, have them, enjoy them, have your nightfall, have your time limits. But for the other people who don't want to play bullshit, can you not just have some harder strikes? Yeah, but or then even just how let will... us keep doing the the missions around the map and. And just once in a while, yeah, give if, us an old if, reward for that. If they you know? gave you those options, then how would they force you to go and do the multiplayer that they want you to do so that you play That's Destiny it, yeah, for the like, next decade? Like yeah, Crucible can go fucking die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the funny thing is is they they seem to think that's where the longevity is because I guess traditionally, you know, games have always had the multiplayer mode which they use to keep people sticking around after the solo campaign, but. Destiny's a different beast, and they don't... They seem to have, like, an old-game mindset with some of this stuff. And and I just feel like... Like, for me, wandering around the world is is what would keep me playing. But they're now railroading yeah, me away from that. They're doing everything they can to oh. discourage me from doing it. And and my response to that is, fair enough, there are other, other games to play now. That, that I've had so fun, true. but I... And it's equally that it's even more frustrating that point because they built such fucking beautiful maps and worlds this time yeah. around, and there's no incentive to go out and explore them at all. Yeah, and again, we're all, we're only talking end game here, um, yeah. because people will say, "Well, why are you complaining about it now when you gave it a high score?" Because I still absolutely think that up it's until end game time, it's yeah. fucking great, and yeah. I still would recommend like go buy it. And, it, and, and if if you have friends to play with. Then the end game is going to be worth your time. If you if you have like regular friends who, I mean, the guys I was playing now, they're dedicated. For for me, gaming is a hobby. For these lads, Destiny is a hobby. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're seriously yeah. dedicated players. Like, and again, I think that's maybe why they push the raid so hard. But but if I yeah. could, if I could, like like Destiny would be way more of a hobby for me if I could just drop in and play it and 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 not have to gather five people and schedule things and play one mode yeah like, then it would be a hobby like i'd wander around that all day long like if if looting lost sectors were still of any consequence for me yeah yeah but, or you have you your know. one in a thousand chance of getting an exotic <laughs> engram yeah. and that's <laughs> and, it like and, and, I and, don't and wanna... it being a duplicate that's two power levels below <laughs> you yeah so i don't want to complain too much because like i said yeah. i've gotten my value for money happy with that yeah. but if Bungie's aim was to keep people like me sticking around, no. I, I'm treating the game like I've beat it, and and I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the experience I've had. But yeah. And it's easy to let... Like, I certainly don't want the last week of Destiny to skew my opinion I had of the first week, which was me doing all the single-player content and loving it. So Yeah. 
And and if Bungie wants to like update that, if they want to throw in some even tougher uh, activities and some tougher strikes and stuff like that as the game goes on, and and keep people like me more invested, that's fine. But if people like me really are not the target demo for the rest of Destiny, yeah. okay. Well, you right. know, you know what the most what I find just this is what gives me an existential fucking angst about this right is you know when the first expansion comes out the level cap's probably going to go up by five or ten and they're definitely going to be selling boosters to just get you right up there immediately to whatever power level you need and it it will just feel like all the time you poured into grinding was wasted you know and it's not wasted for the people who make a hobby of the game because it keeps them current. Do you know what I mean? I get it. But yeah. for people who want to jump in and out of it, it feels like wasted time. Mm. I've I've barely. But anyway, thank thank yeah. thanks to to Bife and the guys because uh, mm. it was a lot of fun still playing with y'all. Yeah. So there you go. I've uh, I've barely been playing any Destiny this week because I've mainly been doing other sort of game stuff for work. Like the the most exciting thing I got to do this week game wise was I I finally got to play like. A good two or three hours of Mario Odyssey. Oh, nice! And um, that looks like it's shaping up to be something pretty special. Um, How them nipples look, though? Uh, them nipples is good, bruh. Them nice. nipples is good. That was the first thing nice. I did in game. Like, so I played Mario Odyssey before the whole news story about Mario can be topless and have his nipples yeah. out was a thing. And I was yeah, just there grumbling, like, I have video footage of Mario's nipples on my computer and I'm not allowed to show anyone. <laughs> just, I want to show people his nipples. <laughs> I love the internet. Like, I, I saw that picture of Mario, right? And it was just literally went in my brain, went, oh, there's Mario on the beach. And then, then I realized that <laughs> people were making this big thing about it. He, <laughs> you could see his nipples. Well... Uh, my my favorite observation was people pointing out that on his dungarees he's got buttons roughly where his nipples are. So maybe we've always known that he has nipples, and the buttons on his dungarees were just meant to highlight where his nipples are. Um, oh, I just remembered wearing dungarees. Well, maybe that's how he keeps his dungarees would... up. Maybe they're nipple clamps, <laughs> and they just go right on the nips and keep his whole tog slate from falling down. So... It's no laughing matter painful nipples when when you're wearing dungarees and you like bash the the button into the nipple off something it's so fucking painful yeah. that's a that's bad design what you want to do you want to get nipple cushions on the underside of your dungarees yeah. get nipple cushions by the buttons keep your nipples safe i mean that's just a, if anything this podcast has always been about that is for me to stand up here and give safe you my uh, yeah my moral philosophical political message which is just keep your nips safe Come on. Stop <laughs> Stop getting political, Jim, please. please. I used to like okay. this yeah. podcast, so, but I just can't take the nipple the, politics Look, I'm anymore. just saying, res- like, I'm just saying, okay, i got to be true to myself. Keep your nipples safe. That's what the Second Amendment's there for. So, so <laughs> it's now a good point for me to talk about Mario. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah I want to hear all about it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, like short version. Mario's looking really, really good so far. Uh, it feels most familiar to um, stuff like sixty four uh, Sunshine in that it definitely feels more. Um, there's no specific hub world that you're traveling between, but it definitely feels more like you're traveling to individual separate worlds where it's like, hey, go do all the missions in this world, then move on to the next one. Um, and that you have the flexibility to sort of hop in, hop out, go, 
back and forth, um, finding places to go looking for, for moons rather than stars this time. So there's a couple of things about it that, like, I was really surprised by how much I liked. Um, as much as watching trailers, I could not stand the idea of this weird hat with eyeballs on it. And I was like, that seems ridiculous. What? Why? You never have to see the eyeballs when playing, because obviously you just run behind... The camera's always behind oh, yeah. Mario. Oh, thank you. You never fuck. have to see those fucking eyes, which is nice. Um, the I don't want to think about them. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it controls really nicely, the whole hat stuff. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised with quite how easy it is to go between running around and jumping as Mario, throw the hat, leap back out of the hat to go do something else. It... I heard there's a scene where Mario throws the hat on Hodor from Game of Thrones and wargs into him. Is that true or not? Uh, that is true. That was definitely in the demo I played and hopefully it makes it to Brilliant. the final uh, final build of the game. Um, Day one sale from me. It. All of the kingdoms I got to experience were very... They were very dense sandbox environments. Um, all of them were very open-ended, like it was just, here is the environment, go explore. Uh, each of them had like one very obvious, this is your like big boss objective for this area. And that was all the direction you had is, you're going to have mm -hmm. to go do this boss at some point, and you're going to have to get X number of moons while you're here, but how you want to collect that number of moons is up to you. Are you, go are you going to make that. an article about how it's the Dark Souls of Mario? Uh, not not yet, but we'll we'll see. Uh, if if you know the SEO terms are right, maybe. Um, I I was really happy with the fact that I can't talk specific numbers, but there are a lot more objectives and collectibles to find in every level than you need to progress. The intention definitely does seem to be, yeah, you could probably blast through this and get the requirements to move on to the next world very quickly, but look at all that cool stuff over there that you can see in the distance that looks really cool that you haven't dealt with yet. And I kept finding myself not wanting to move on and finding, like, it, it's so densely packed that there is just a lot of stuff everywhere to find, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that the big thing that was a big shake-up for me, um, again, I'm limited as into how much I can say about this, but I got to play some of the boss encounters in the game, and they are not yeah. the typical jump three times on the enemy's head to beat the boss encounters that you often get in Mario games. Um, there is one in particular that I got to see that was... A boss fight that spanned the entire map, and I had to make use of multiple different capturable enemies in order to keep up with it, to attack it, and to escape from its attacks all required me to take different forms while running around the entirety of an open world map fighting a big boss. Like, it wasn't constrained to mm -hmm. just, here is your tiny arena, fight it in this small circle. Yeah, that's... It was... Yeah, yeah here, is, here cool. is a big thing. Use a bunch of stuff you found across this level to fight this thing as it rampages across an open world map. And cool. stuff like that was just... It, I kept being caught off guard by it. It's a beautiful looking game. Very creative, very densely packed. There's a lot of humour to it. 
I'm really excited. I I didn't want to put it down. I want I want to play more of this Mario game. Sounds like it's gonna be a Mario game. It it sounds like it's gonna be good. It it sounds like it's gonna be one of it, it, it. I think it's gonna be one of the good Mario games. Like I I vastly preferred my time with this to say something like uh, Super Mario 3D World, where it was mm-hmm. sort of here are pseudo 2D pseudo 3D linear levels get to the the flagpole i very much enjoyed going back to a sort of sunshine 64-esque here is an environment go find things that you think might you might be rewarded for it's it's the right time for one i think i think that's that's something about odyssey that has made me interested in it is i feel it's Mm. really the right time for another one of those yeah i i think one of the things they did very well and it was a smart decision with with this being a switch game is that there is a very good balance from what i've seen of missions that are more in depth and will take a while to do that are suited to playing at home on the tv and shorter missions that might only take you a couple of minutes to sort out that would be a good fit for doing while you're sort of out and about it seems like they have a pretty good mix of are you looking for something quick to do or something long to do in any particular level. Cool. Well, well. I'm looking forward to having something else to play on the Switch because I'm kind of got a little bit bored with Zelda and looking for something else now. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I uh, yeah. I mean, I liked, I, I played a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I played a good bit of Splatoon too, mm. but I am kind of done with them now. Again, similar to the Destiny thing, no hard feelings, mm. just uh, I've had my fill there. So yeah. I'm very ready for Odyssey to come along. And also, like I say, I'm just very ready for another Mario like that to come yeah, along. It, so it, so it's, it's good timing. Yeah, it definitely does feel pretty, pretty good. Uh, also, I got to play Frisbee with, using my hat with a dog that was wearing a fedora. <laughs> and that was the best thing. I took so <laughs> many pictures. There was a dog wearing a, fer- a fedora and I threw my hat to it and it caught the hat in the air and brought it back to me and I could easily have just stayed there forever because this dog was adorable and I loved it. Uh, now, did you ask for that dog's opinion on the wage gap? Uh, the dog was very, very, um, you know, the wage gap isn't a real thing. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, women have it very okay. easy. Um, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But, but he... He did look cute with the the frisbee. Yeah, he looked cute with the frisbee, but okay. he was so long as he he's was fedorable, wearing, that's he was all I wearing care a fedora about. and fedorable. had. <laughs> uh, he was fedorable. Um, yeah, good, good. So yeah, no, like I've put a few hours into it. I'm really excited to play that game. It seems very polished, very nice, and I'm glad I don't have to look at that that hat's eyeballs at any point. Well, it won't be odd to see high scores for Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I, I hope we can. <laughs> um, I hope we can put Mario in a fedora at some point in the um, game I'm pr- and go up to all I'm those pretty, NPCs I'm pretty and, sure and say, I of... demand you debate me on this topic. I am pretty sure one of the worlds I got to see in the demo, one of the clothing options you could purchase was a fedora. Nice. So if you want to buy Mario a fedora... I'm going to be going around debating so. everyone in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> uh, uh, Gavin, you played some Death of the Outsider this week. I did. It's good. It's... Uh... It's more Dishonored too, you know, uh, let's be honest. I know it's like a separate game, but it, it's on the same engine and stuff. Uh, there's one little change, though, that for me makes it a lot more fun, and that's that Billy has uh, unlimited powers. You don't now need to... Unlimited! 
Unlimited You no longer need to have a resource to use all her powers. They're on a recharge instead. Ah. So uh, it's cool because it, it, it you can't go completely crazy with them because it does run out, but it just recharges after a few seconds, which means yeah. that if you want to go mad for have that mad few seconds of fun, just going crazy, you can. And then just it, you don't it, have it to makes worry a big about difference hunting for, for the replenishment. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but how I always ended up playing Dishonored was on my last portion of mana all the time because I didn't want to use the, uh, the vials. <laughs> So I would always be on my last portion of mana and always waiting for the blink to recharge. And this way it's cool. You can just do like five or six blinks or whatever it's called. And, uh, yeah, I know, cool. I ended Billy... up losing my patience with uh, Dishonored 2. So I just, especially when it got to the point where oh, yeah, I forgot NPCs you didn't like I was it, trying to you? keep alive. I thought it was all right. Yeah. But it was getting to the point where characters I was trying to keep alive were killing themselves off screen. So I'm like, just fuck this. This is fuck now. So I just ran around with crossbows and swords. Yeah, I I had that happen too, and I did reload when it happened. But I put that just to, I put that down to how open ended the game is. You can trigger an event that ends up in them dying, and you I don't mean, I know why. And I, that sucks. But you know, I wouldn't have minded if this also didn't follow an instance where. Uh, the non-lethal alternative to killing someone had just glitched and didn't work. Yeah. So I just had to stab the fucker. Um, you know, the fact no, that it one... was happening more than once, I was, like I said, I just lost my patience trying to play it with any degree yeah. of finesse and just cut my way through. Fair enough. Well, I'm not trying to convince you to play it, but for people who liked Dishonored 2, uh, I would say definitely get this because it's like that game, but refined and for the PC people, the performance is much, much better than Dishonored 2 was. Uh, and Billy is a really interesting and cool uh, protagonist. Nice. So there you go. Uh, and Jim, you played something else this week. Oh, you've been playing Final Fantasy IX, which just yeah, came to the PS4, new game. didn't it? Brand new game. Yep. Brand new Very game new. Out this no, week. no one's ever played it before. No one's ever heard of it before. I invented it. Hi, I'm Jim Sterling, the inventor of Final Fantasy IX. Uh, thank you all for enjoying my game, even though none of you have heard of it yet, but I know you're going to enjoy it when you download it on PlayStation 4 Home Entertainment Console. Um, that game is really good. If, if I'm perfectly honest with you, if um, I'll be candid here and I'm going to say something controversial. Final Fantasy IX, that's a good fucking game, that is. It is a good fucking is that game. a controversial opinion? I thought everyone no. liked it. Oh, really? It's not yeah. a controversial opinion at all. Um, there, 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 there will be spirited debate over whether or not it's the best one. It's my personal favourite. Uh, it's my best one. I know other people have their fondnesses for others, but for me, Final Fantasy IX is the so, JRPG experience. Have you choice. guys played all the Final Fantasies? I uh, at least a bit of all. I, I think. think if not, I've not done them all to completion. I think I have played a good chunk. Of all of the mainline Final Fantasies. I've only played 7. And I played the first hour of 10. And didn't like it. And I played the first hour of the one on the PSP. And didn't like it. And I played the first few hours of the new one. And didn't like it. <laughs> 7 was the only one I liked. That's because it feels to me like there's so much in there. That makes me want to play it. And then when I actually sit down and play it. I just don't find the mechanics fun. And like I don't know. Uh, well, I, I do like the for 
you know, the, the, the re-releases that Square Enix have been doing, they allow you to speed things up so you can get past some of the dull bits. Yeah. Like, one, one problem with Final Fantasy IX in particular is the active time battle system is very slow in that one. And being able to just hit a button and speed it up um, and just have the game running in fast motion while the music still plays at standard speed, which I appreciate... Um, you, know, you could do that with the Final Fantasy VII version as well that they put on PS4 hmm. and PC. Um, that helps. That really helps. And also, if you're like me and you're like, you know what, I've played this countless times. I'm not fucking around with Black Waltz 1 and that fucking sea lion again. I'm going to press pause. I'm going to press the button that allows me to do 9,999 damage every hit. And I'm just going to breeze past that little fucker. I've already earned my stripes here. Don't need to do it again. Oh, you can cheat your way through it? That's You can. There are... You know- uh- yeah. Final Fantasy is one of those series where that actually would be an incentive for me to play it because I don't I don't like the combat. Honestly, you'd probably love it because you can mm. press a button that turns all combat encounters off, nice. or most of them. Um, things that speed it up, uh, something that gives you combat assistance, which I think fills up your, your power meters and stuff, your trance meters, and the thing that gives you um, all of that damage. There are three other ones as well, but if you switch those on, you don't get any trophies slash achievements for it. Um, if you care about that, then don't touch those three. They're in the configuration menu. If you don't give a shit, then roll around in all the gill you want, mate. So <laughs> they've got these, you know, they really go to town on the ease of life um, things. And uh, I don't know. I've never seen too many complaints about it. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm sure there are. Um, if any have, If anyone has any, send them. And they're really good and funny. If they're really angry monologues about these boosters and enhancers in the Final Fantasy re-releases, please send them to amiel at thegymquisition.com, A-M-I-L at thegymquisition.com. Make sure they're fucking funny and, you know, worth, uh, you know, two to three minutes of reading um, just because of that show that we got, which will be coming out the same day as this, Commentocracy. Actually, speaking of Final Fantasy... Uh, this news is probably more interesting to you guys than to me, but you probably heard it already. There was a thing announced called Left Alive, which, unless I'm mistaken, is being directed by the Final Fantasy director. Uh, uh, I saw a little bit about it, this. I really haven't looked yeah. much into this game yet. I don't know what front mission is. Does that mean anything to you? The word is not jumping out to me and meaning anything. No. No. Well, anyway, it's it's a Square Enix thing, and if it's, it's not mech, Final Fantasy IX, I've not heard of it's it. It's a mech game by uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, but Metal Gear artist Yoji oh, Shinkawa. Oh, I know what one this is. I saw the art. The art looks very much like old Metal Gear art, and that looks quite cool. Oh, holy shit! It actually do- it looks exactly it's like. It's because they got the same artist. <laughs> <Well>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But even the way they've presented the art against the backdrop looks really Metal Gear. Mm. Uh, mm. What else is there on the, the played list this week? Oh, I did play one more thing this week. Uh, I played some Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite this week. Um, I can summarise it pretty quickly. If you want to you know, read more in-depth thoughts, I have a review up on thegymquisition.com. Uh, the basic thoughts are... It's a good two-on-two, uh, like, tag fighter. Uh, it's got a very quick pace to it. It's it's set up very well for controller inputs. It's all very nice. 
the problem is, is that none of the characters look great, and the roster is considerably smaller than previous entries, and it looks like that is entirely because the Marvel side of the roster is exclusively Marvel Cinematic Universe characters, all, oh, that, all, oh. all made to look as close as possible to their like actors that play them, which basically Ooh. means that every character has to look kind of like an actual human being, which doesn't work for a lot of the Capcom cast. And um, because there's only like 15 or so Marvel Cinematic heroes available they could put in the game, like they seemingly restricted the roster based on that to be like, well, we, we can't have more Capcom characters. So I guess we have a 30 character roster instead of 56. And it's hard I mean, to ignore that. 30 is a lot to pick from. It's, it's a lot <laughs> It's a lot for most fighting games, but it is a drastic drop down from previous Marvel vs. Capcom games where like a big... I wonder will they sell them as DLC? Yeah. They've already they started. They already are, aren't they? Uh, day one, there wow. was already additional DLC characters. Um, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where... Any other game, a thirty-character roster would be like, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, when the last couple of entries had like forty-five, fifty-five, near like up to sixty characters in them, to then suddenly drop down to thirty, it just kind of. There were a yeah. lot of fan favorite characters that just were nowhere to be seen. And it, and this is like a series that's gone on for years and yeah. years. So by now. Like, yeah, it's only fair there are that many fucking characters if you've been yeah. having this like, go on the so The characters, long. like, that are most... The, if people think about Marvel characters in Marvel vs. Capcom, usually people will jump to characters like Wolverine, the X-Men, Venom, who none of whom are in the base game because they're not Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Venom... And that's not Marvel vs. Yeah, Capcom. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Capcom. Very finite indeed. Yeah, like the, it's uh, it really did yeah. sound like a shame. The, the, like I'm not a big yeah. fighting game guy, but even I know that it's not. If you don't have Doctor Doom, yeah. and if you don't hear someone go Bazooka Barrage, then it's not an MVC yeah, game. No, they just they pulled Doctor Doom because Doctor Doom's not yet in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. So I guess no Doctor Doom in this version of the game. It yeah, it just felt really ha- like very obviously hamstrung by the fact that they were trying to keep it tied to just MCU characters. Um. I like the Infinity Stone mechanic they've got, where when you're picking your characters, you can pick, like, a, one of six power-ups that are basically, like... The thing they do is very well tied into their name, so it's nice and easy to sort of pick at a glance what they're going to do. They seem pretty well balanced. It's just a nice, fast-paced fighting game that it's hard to overlook the fact that a lot of the characters you expect in the roster just aren't there. Which mm-hmm. is weird, so... That that was my Marvel versus Capcom thoughts. There's a there's a full review over on thegymquisition.com that you should all go read. Um, yeah, do we want to do some news for a little bit? We, got, uh, we can do. We got, we got a little bit of news this week. We got some interesting bits. Um, what is there? Uh, Steam. Have you seen what Steam's done with Steam reviews this week? Oh, for God's sake! Uh, yeah. So there was this whole thing that happened this week. The short version is. The the developers of uh, Firewatch were not happy with PewDiePie, and in response, PewDiePie's audience basically went on Steam and gave lots and lots and lots of negative reviews to Firewatch. And a conversation started up about, like, how do we prevent, 
mass negative reviews as a response to not liking something a developer's done. And Steam's response to this is they now have a graph that shows the average review score for a game on Steam over time. And if you look at a review score and there's like, oh, the review scores were all pretty consistent and then, oh my god, there was a huge drop around this date... It will then flash up like there was an anomalous drop in scores around this date that something might have triggered. It might not be the game that caused this drop in scores. And the funny thing is, it might be the game though. It like, might this be helps the game. No one. Well, this this help this doesn't help people who are unfairly targeted because they still show up as mostly negative reviews when people look at them on the store. Hmm. They don't help people who might actually be dropping negative reviews on something if they say like Two Worlds Two. If after several years they suddenly updated their shitty game to have microtransactions in it and people want to make yeah. their point, so- like this is. I mean, just don't ever expect anything yeah. from Valve except so, for them to find a way to not do work. I have tried to think about this and how this might be useful, and the, the useful case for this, if people use it this way, would be, oh, there was a big drop in review scores on this date, go into Google and type that date plus the name of the game, and you'll probably find out what happened. Yep, which I am sure... Everyone's gonna do. I know, like it's not a thing that like necessarily everyone's going to <laughs> yeah. do, but it does. It does give people at the very More least people... the tools to find out why a game suddenly yeah. went to a low review score overnight. Well, I mean that's Valve's mo, isn't it? It's it's make everyone. It's make the end user do the work. Yeah. Make the end user do the research. Make the end user find out. If they're buying shit from their store, if they're buying a con job from their store, if they're buying unfinished work from their store that's masquerading as finished work, it's always the customer's job to do the things any reasonable retailer would already be fucking doing themselves. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's not an unfair. And this, uh, this, fit, this yeah. is this again is why we don't have Half Life Three. <laughs> this is exactly why we don't have Half Life Three. This fucking if, shit right here. If Valve could find a way, if Valve could find a way to program an algorithm that makes Half Life Three, we'd have it fucking tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so we did have one other like weird bit of news this week. Um, so you know, there's been this long-running conversation about like cross-play between PS4 and Xbox One, and it seems like Sony are just putting their foot down and saying no. And this has been yep. a thing for a couple of years now. This whole like Xbox and Microsoft being like, "Yeah, sure, do cross-play. Why not?" And Sony just saying no. Epic accidentally turned on cross-platform multiplayer in Fortnite. And then realised that there was cross-platform multiplayer, and they turned it off again. Uh oh! So for a few hours, just PS4 and Xbox One players could just play together, and it wasn't a big deal. Cats and dogs, cats and dogs are living yeah. together. And everyone was so happy about it. They were like, "This is fantastic. This is great. We're so glad we get to play with our friend." Oh no, it's gone. Yeah. And uh, and I've seen people defend Sony on this with, well, Sony's. Like on top of the mountain, they don't have to do this. They'd only lose through this. I, 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 I mean, it's all conjecture. None of us know what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> me or some, some, some guy on Reddit. But like, I still think there's a benefit for it because you know, the more the community is growing, 
I mean, what, what was it? I mean, you, you used that familiar phrase in your review for MVC, the uh, the rising tides. Yeah, rising uh, tides raise, raises all ships. Yeah, or whatever it is, you know, like. It's good for the community. The more people who are invested in playing a yeah. game, the more people, the, the wider the player mm. base, you I, know, maybe I'd find someone to raid with if I could <laughs> raid with Xbox One I, players as well. I would also argue that there is a benefit in terms of if you're the platform holder that is doing best at the moment and you have the most games coming to you and you have the most appealing system, one of the big things that might stop people buying your console is... They're already invested in their ecosystem, like the Xbox ecosystem, that's where all their friends are. And as such, even though the PS4 has more, you know, games they want, they might not buy it because that's not where their friends play. But if you could buy a PS4, but still play with your Xbox friends, that might be an avenue for more sales. There's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how big a market there is for that, but it's a potential benefit. There are, there are lots of potential benefits, mm. and I'm trying to find the potential downsides. And the ones I've heard are, are way more tenuous than any of the benefits. Yeah. They... Like, it all just comes down to people not wanting Sony to lower itself. But yeah. as far as I can see, the industry has already made itself, like, its opinion known on this. Mm. Nintendo's up for it. Microsoft's up for it. PC's always been up for it. I mean, they were interfacing with the uh, PS2, wasn't it, back in yeah, the day? Yeah, So, like, this stuff's been happening. The industry, I think, is ready for it. It doesn't look like we're ever going to get that one console future yeah. that the industry dreamed of last but generation. But this is something, this is a compromise. Considering how, seemingly how easy it was to make this happen because it was just a mistake in a configuration file that they, like, fixed in a matter of minutes when they, you know, noticed it existed. It doesn't seem like this is a big deal technically to make happen. And, like, I feel like... I feel like so. if Sony keep dragging their heels on this, eventually it's going to backfire on them pretty spectacularly because... Every time something like this comes up, Microsoft go out of their way to make a statement to say something like, uh, I think for what they said for Fortnite was, it's a real shame that it got turned back off. We would have loved to see cross-platform play remain in Fortnite. Yeah, Phil, Phil Spencer said he would have liked to have seen it carry yeah, on. And uh, just, just leave it switched exactly. on. Exactly, and it, it's an easy statement for them to make, and it just keeps giving them this win of, we are the ones that care about the future of, you know, getting everyone playing together. Ooh, grumble, yeah. grumble, Sony don't like that. Well, here's the thing, and it might not unseat them this generation, but, you know, every generation is temporary. But Sony has this problem of once they hit the top of the mountain, they get f a startlingly complacent uh, very every, quickly. Every, I feel like every company does to a degree. I feel, I feel true, like, true. you know, the Wii was top of the world and then the Wii U was complacent. The mm -hmm. PS2 was top of the world and then the PS3 was complacent. Yeah. Sega before that, like, had a big rise before a fall. Yeah. Um, companies get... No one ever stays, like, atop the yeah. mountain because they get fucking lazy up there. 360 and was... And Sony right yeah, now... Yeah, like, 360 yeah. was atop the mountain. Xbox One made some catastrophic moves at launch. Like they Xbox just... One just turned into the PS3. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, the same thing uh, that it, always happens. It's companies get complacent at the top. Yeah, they, they don't learn from their own mistakes. They don't learn from the mistakes of the person, they, like the company, rather, that they just unseated. Um, and, and we're at this point now where PS4 is the place where you can get inferior versions of popular games. Like, do I want to play Fallout 4 and Skyrim with way less mods? 
PS4 is the choice for me. Do I want to play Rocket League and, uh, uh, you know, whatever else is coming out? Uh, Minecraft in a closed system um, where I can only play with people on that network while other networks are all interfacing? Yeah. PS4's oh. the choice for me. It's the choice of the lesser. It's the choice yeah. of the inferior it, game. It was super weird. There was a bit of tangential news on that this week. Uh, because of this whole cross-play thing with Minecraft, you can now play as Master Chief in Minecraft on the Switch. <laughs> and like that <laughs> seems like an amusing thing. And then you stop and think about it. It's like, this probably works out well for everyone in that yeah. for Nintendo... They that that is a you know Halo is a franchise that people like and will be happy to have that content on their Switch. There's novelty to yeah. playing Master Chief for the very first time ever on yeah. a Nintendo and console, there's, there's, even if it's there's Minecraft. There's a benefit for for Microsoft, obviously, because they get promotion on someone yep. else's system. Free advertising, you know, like it seems like a win-win. <laughs> yeah, like I really do believe that, and I I do not believe what I see in in forum threads, Reddit threads, and whatnot of people saying, oh, there's no benefit for Sony. Why would Sony do this? They're winning right now. Yeah, well, the key fucking words there are the words right and now. And this sort of complacency is how you get toppled. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of other sort of uh, quick news stories that happened. One that I was very surprised by when it happened last week, Wolfenstein and Doom are both coming to the Switch. <laughs> I forget who tweeted it, but someone said something like, 2016, Nintendo is doomed. 2017, Nintendo has doom. I, I, I wish I remember who... I'm so, I just saw it retweeted in, in my regular social media, but... Yeah, it's... Uh, sorry, I cannot give credit yeah, there. Bethesda are really going all in on the Switch. Mm. Yeah, big fans, it yeah. seems. Like, yeah, I mean, why not? I, I mean, if they can run them on it, why not? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like, w- Wolfenstein 2 in particular is coming. Like, that's... That's an upcoming AAA shooter about killing Nazis that we're going to get on the Switch. I'm like, well done. That, thank you, Bethe- thank you Bethesda. I will probably play that on the Switch because I like the thought of having it on a handheld. I mean, them putting Doom on it is novel and fun. But that and Skyrim, you know, novel fun. They're re-releases. Yeah. For them to do um, the, the second Wolfenstein... Um, was it the new Colossus? Yeah. For them to do that as well, then it's like, oh no, they they really are quite yeah. taking the and, Switch seriously, and, like, and they should because yeah. it's selling really In well. Doing a modern contemporary like AAA game and bringing it to the Switch that does pose a real appeal because you now do have the real option of. Do I want this in better with better graphics or do I want it portable? And that is, I think, like a real choice that people are going to have now. So yeah, more of this. Go Bethesda, woo! So, yeah, I'm. You know, I've had my, I've got plenty of criticisms of Nintendo, and I've had many criticisms of the way the Switch was handled. But it is a, a fucking successful system, and again, with the whole thing about rising tides, the more it does, the, you know, the, yeah. the better it does, the it's, better for everyone. Th- things are going well. Like if you'd asked me at the start of this year, I would never have predicted that Nintendo's next home console would have. Uh, Rockstar and uh, Bethesda ports coming to it. Like, the thought of, like, oh, L.A. Noir, Doom, and Wolfenstein on your Nintendo system. It's like, you're not doing as badly with AAAs as you were last gen. It's not not as bad, but I just... I, I still am cautious, yeah. because we... In the early Wii U months, we also had a, a lot of this, of, of, of big ports coming over, 
Um, and this is part of why I'm I'm kind of cheered on by the new Colossus coming as well because that's an actual commitment. Yeah. That's not just a re-release. And hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it does well and it does well on all systems, what have you. And we uh, get did more see serious that new stuff trailer to the Switch uh, for that. That that yeah, game looks the so new fucking Wolfenstein good. trailer looks so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 also very sure that the comments section was full of very thoughtful and uh, reasonable discussions. Ah, uh, yeah, with a with a with a trailer called "No More Nazis" in today's political climate, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that no one was angry about that. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like now is the time that we probably need a trailer called "No More Nazis." <laughs> Uh, it's funny as well because loads of people are like whoa this game has sex scenes it's like the first one had a ton of sex scenes <laughs> well it had at least two yeah uh tasteful like though tasteful tasteful actually i really like the uh the the, the main relationship in the uh wolfenstein in new order mm-hmm. there's just something genuine if, if there's something that felt sincere about that one that uh, game what's the name on you really well written a yeah, very well written game. Yeah, yeah. Anya Hopefully, was the her new Colossus continues that that trend. Mm. Uh, so yeah, is I, I think I think that's everything we got for this for this week. I think I think that's we, it. We done yeah, pretty much um, spot on an hour. We we done a good show. Look at us. Mm-hmm. Look at us. We've done well. Um, if you're listening to this, probably by the time this goes up, a commentocracy will be on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel. Are we going to try and push the boat out on letting people know that one exists because we're quite pleased with it? Is so that your one that with the uh, the posh? With uh, Du Camiel I, Duadco. I showed Rachel the trailer for that and she just started pissing herself <laughs> laughing going, oh, Jim. Because she had no idea what it was about. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the I was pilot la- I've seen I was, it's... I was watching it and I was laughing away to myself on the couch <laughs> when you go, video games. <laughs> I mean, again, just just wait till you, because because everything that's said in the in the video is something someone wrote seriously and thought and believed, and it's just just wow. I mean, I think there's at least one line that's got. If I'm not seeing that in GIF form all over the place, I I will be a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but that's Commentsocracy with Ducamiel Duadcore coming on every Thursday. Not in perpetuity. Uh, we'll be running that seasonal. We're going to try some seasons of things. So that'll be every Thursday for a while. So enjoy that. Hopefully it'll be successful. We do a second run of them. Uh, but that's me doing a rare bit of self-promotion on the show with my name in it. What's more important is finding out how to get the other people's work, starting with Laura. How do people find all of your great stuff on the internet? Me and my things. You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter, on YouTube, those kind of places. You can find me 9 to 5, Monday to Friday at kotaku.co.uk, where I did a big lengthy preview of Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I wrote about why I'm still collecting Korok seeds in Breath of the Wild. You can see my review of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite over on thegymquisition.com. Other than that, you can go listen to various other podcasts I'm on. Dice Funk is a uh, D&D podcast I do every week where I play a game of D&D as a... As a it's a good name. Yeah, as a tiefling bard, which is quite fun. Uh, Pixel nice. Squirt, which is a podcast where I review <laughs> uh, a video game porn, which is quite fun. 
Brilliant. There's, there's probably others I'm forgetting. I'm having a bit of a moment. Uh, just Laura K. Buzz, you'll probably find everything. Yeah, and of course we all host Podtoid every oh, week. Oh yeah, and so Podtoid. An, Go listen to Podtoid. Keep an ear out for that. Uh, and Gavin, oh maestro, oh, oh real, a real life tiefling bard. How can people find your music? You can find my music on YouTube, Miracle of Sound. You can find me on Twitter, and you can support me on Patreon, Miracle of Sound. And uh, I got I got to uh, tell my old classmates from school that my songs had 180 million views this week, and that was awesome. Someone nice. started a Facebook group where you like where we all like was like class of whatever, and uh, everyone was posting in what they've been doing. And I was like, (laughs) 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 I must admit, it doesn't happen often, but when an old someone I like knew from college or whatever happens to find me and friend me on Facebook, the first thing I do is, what's happened in my life that's exciting that I can innocuously make a Facebook status update about? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm doing this for this. Now, maybe they'll see it and think I'm a big deal and not that weird loser. So anyway, that's... That's life. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast that we do for supporting the Jimquisition. Um, certainly lately, because it's allowing us to really branch out and try some different things. Uh, we will see you next week. Tati bye. Bye. bye.